Hi, welcome to the Growth Mindset Gal podcast with your host, me, Allie Brooke. In this podcast, we'll be discussing self-care routines, mindset practices, and mindfulness habits. We'll combat the stigma around mental health in order to create a safe and open community for people to connect and not feel alone. Focus on your mindset rather than your situation. It's a game changer. Grow your mindset and look how far you'll go. Hello and welcome back to the Growth Mindset Gal podcast with your host, me, Allie Brooke. Happy Mindful Monday, my amazing growth mindset gang. We are in like the second to last week of January. Again, where on earth did January go? I have to say though, in New York, we made sure we realized it was January because some of these days have been brutally cold, some snow, and a whole lot of questioning living in the Northeast. But then I keep remembering, and you guys may have seen these TikToks too, of people like shoveling off snow from their cars and like, okay, we don't get earthquakes. We don't get hurricanes. We don't get tornadoes. Right. And that's what I always tell myself when I see like a lot of snow on the ground and then I have to wipe off my car and dig it out on my way to work. I'm like, okay, we don't get earthquakes. We don't get hurricanes. We don't get tornadoes. We don't get earthquakes. We don't get hurricanes. We don't get tornadoes. And I think also that's like a really great, you know, segue to like the growth mindset is I could be annoyed of shoveling my car out of the driveway at 5 a.m. as I'm trying to get to work and catch a train, but then shifting my mindset of, okay, yeah, I have to do this maybe, you know, a few times a year when it does snow heavily, but at least I don't have hurricanes. At least I don't deal with tornadoes. I don't deal with wildfires or earthquakes, you know, so kind of reeling back into, I'm grateful that I don't have to experience those types of severe um, natural disasters where, yeah, we get snow and I have to shovel sometimes, but you know, it could be worse. And so focusing on a little bit of gratitude. So it's been a little bit chilly these past few days and some snow, but January is almost over. And then we have February and then March is like half and half. So I'm just, I'm inching and I'm visualizing spring. <laughs> I am ready for spring. I am ready for sunshine and warmth. I'm a person that is heavily affected by the weather. I don't have um, seasonal depression. Like I don't need to have lamps around me or anything like that. Um, but I definitely notice my mood does shift, um, especially if it's sunny or not. If it's cold and it's sunny, it's still like, okay. But when it's like cloudy for like multiple days in a row and I don't remember what the sun looks like, that starts to trigger a little bit of fatigue, irritability. But when I see the sun again, I'm like, ah, life is good. And it is. So I hope you guys are having a wonderful Monday ready to kickstart this week and cruise through it to the weekend. So make sure we're planning our goals, make sure we're manifesting what we want to happen this week, and make sure we're also practicing gratitude. What are we grateful for? I am also grateful for my nutritional steps that I have been making in my life and my decisions. I got a little off the bandwagon in December because obviously holidays and, you know, moving caused a lot of off the bandwagon, but I've been back on my gym routine. I'm back on making sure what I'm putting in my body is good for my body. 
And I have been going back to my good old Arbon Energy Fistics, putting that bad boy in my water during my lunch to wake me up halfway through my teaching day and to get me ready for taking on the gym after work. Because literally, I get off the train, I get into my car, and I drive to the gym after an eight-hour teaching day. So I'm definitely going to be needing those Energy Fistics. Now, for those of you who don't know, Energy Fistics are from Arbon. They come in a little pack. You can put them in your backpack, your purse, wherever you need. It is natural caffeine, so with guarana, green tea, and ginseng. And it gives you natural energy, whereas with coffee, you get energy and adrenaline real quick, and then you crash. With Energy Fistics, you have a gradual caffeine high, and then you have a gradual decline, so you don't feel that crash. It also has B12 vitamins in it as well to also help with fatigue and, you know, brain fog and all those things. So I use my energy physics for gym energy, basically, but they can be used just as a little midday pick-me-up. People even use them in the morning to substitute coffee if they'd like. I'm not there yet. I still love my coffee. But I definitely use it as a midday pick-me-up, especially during the week for teaching and to get me still going for the gym. So if you're interested in a all-natural vegan supplement that can help you, get your energy back. You could take it with you. Just put it in your water bottle. You shake it up and you're good to go. Let me know. Shoot me a DM at, at the growth mindset gal on Instagram. And I can totally help you out with any Arbon products that you need, but especially our energy fizz sticks. And we're still on the merchandise, creating merch. Just want to keep you guys updated. So I'm still chudging chudging trugging <laughs> towards the goal and i really 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 want to do it i want to see the merch i can create for this wonderful podcast and for you guys of this wonderful growth mindset gang community so i made a list of goals that i want to go forward with to create the merch i want to ask one of my friends to create the design and logo for it because we talked about it before and she was really interested in helping me. So I want to have a conversation with her and I work with her so I can do that tomorrow on Monday. I'm recording this on Sunday. Then I found a wonderful website that can help me create merch and ship it to you guys. That was like my big obstacle. I'm like, okay, I can create this merch, but like, how do I get it to people? And I found a wonderful website to do that. And so now that that's kind of in the clear, I want to go talk to my friend to create designs and start getting things going. I'm going to be doing a lot of polls and marketing for it to see what you guys like and dislike. So please keep an eye out on my stories because I want to make sure I'm creating merchandise that you guys actually enjoy. And I'm thinking of hats. I'm definitely thinking of crew neck sweatshirts. I'm thinking of v-neck t-shirts uh, and also crop tops maybe zip up sweatshirts pullover sweatshirts right there, there's so many options on this website that i can create for you guys i want to make sure what i'm creating is something that you all will enjoy i'm actually going to be putting a poll at the end of this podcast episode a little bit about the merchandise so once you're done listening take a look at the show notes and make sure you do the poll because i want to make sure i'm creating things that you guys are going to like and enjoy speaking of the show notes um, this link has been in there for a while, but again, I just want to share out that if you are looking to donate to any of your funds to a good cause, there is the Kids in Need Foundation to give a kid a backpack filled with school supplies. And let me tell you, as a teacher, school supplies, they sometimes hard to come by. And a lot of the kids that I also work with 
definitely need help with having their own um, school supplies. Obviously, I am able to provide for them. But this wonderful foundation that is in my show notes can help kids get a backpack full of school supplies. And when a kid has a backpack full of school supplies, it really helps them with their motivation and drive for education. Right. I remember reading a poem um, where it was, I think it's like, I don't have a pencil. I believe it's called. I could be butchering that. But it was a poem about a kid that wants to try hard in school, but they simply don't even have a pencil. And then the teacher would be upset if they didn't have a pencil. And it wasn't even their fault due to their circumstances. And I just cannot, it like hurts my heart when kids struggle to find school supplies and, you know, they come to school not motivated. So I think it's a really good cause. If you want to put your money somewhere, great. The link is right there. It sends you to the donation page right away. Any amount of money counts. So if you want to send some money their way, please, please do. I would greatly appreciate it. Okay, friends, let's get to our Doing Well Daily quote. And again, the Doing Well Daily journal is in the link in my show notes. If you want one, they're amazing. So the quote is, change is inevitable. Growth is intentional. So change is inevitable. Growth is intentional. Man, man, oh man, oh man, oh man. Let's let's crank this out. Let's break it down. Yeah. That I've experienced in my now adult life in my 20s, late 20s. For all my millennials out there. And I'm really, and I spoke about this multiple times, realizing that change is just going to happen. And no one really tells us that. You know, when you're, when you are just grown up and you're just going through the system of your school and your college, everyone's like, plan for your goals, plan, plan, plan. But no one ever tells you to make a plan B. Everyone's like, okay, plan A, this is what you're going to do, what's your five-year plan. But no one ever asks you, okay, what if things go wrong? What do you do? What's your plan B? And I think it's really important for you guys to always have a plan B. I learned that from teaching, actually, that you should always have a plan B. Because with teaching, sometimes kids, a lot of kids are absent. So you're going to have to reteach the lesson anyway. So what's your plan B lesson? Sometimes technology doesn't work the way you want to. What's your plan B lesson? Sometimes kids are not vibing with the lesson. What's your plan B? And I'm learning also in life, you should have a plan B for your major goals. What happens if something goes on with your family? What happens if something goes on with your job? What happens if sometimes goes, you know, God forbid, wrong with your health? What do you do? What's your plan B? And that's adulting, right? Change is going to happen. You're going to be hit with change left and right, and you're not going to expect it. Here's the crucial part. How are you going to adapt or react? to that change. And I'll be I'll be the first to admit, sometimes when change happens, I do not <laughs> react very well. But I'm practicing, I'm in progress, I'm working on it to be better at adjusting to negative change when I'm not expecting it or what I think is a negative change because usually change is most likely for the better. That's just the universe guiding you towards your purpose, but at the time you may feel like it is a bad change. So I, I am working on making sure when I'm hit with a heavy change that I wasn't expecting, kind of take a step back and reflect, okay, why is this happening? What can I do next? You know, who can I call? Who can I ask for help? Anything like that. That's going into a growth mindset. People with a fixed mindset, if 
change happens that they weren't expecting that they perceive as bad change they shut themselves down they complain they play the victim woe is me why is this happening to me oh i have the worst luck you know these bad things always follow me i have such a bad track record with opportunities and luck and all the things and and that's i was like that when i got hit with this move i was totally like woe is me why is this happening to me i was happy da 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 so now that i'm reflecting back on it and i'm thinking okay if that does happen again or any big change does happen again how can i switch my mindset to be like okay how can i grow from this situation because i think i grew from the move situation is i learned that life is just going to happen and you're going to have to have a plan b it also really shown the strength of nate and i's relationship it was a very stressful moment in time and it really showed the strength and you know great communication and just persevering together as a couple that we might not have experienced if we stayed in the old apartment and we both kind of grew from the experience of like trusting each other and being there for each other and understanding that we're going to get through tough times together and you know not every moment of a relationship is going to be peachy keen and some days you're going to be hit with a really hard change and you're both going to be in kind of a bad you know mindset for a little bit because you are stressed but getting through that stress together and making it to the other side of healing from that process is like such a great lesson to learn and you know when you're going through it you don't think that but now in hindsight just like everything's in hindsight you're like wow okay that's what i learned from it so you're listening to this podcast, obviously, because you want to help grow your mindset. And growth is intentional. Growth just doesn't happen, right? It just, not all of a sudden you wake up and like, oh, I have a growth mindset. No, 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 no. Growth mindset is always being a work in progress. Because there's some days, even me, I'm like, wow, my mindset is terrible today. I'm just going to ride it out. And maybe I'm just having a bad day. And tomorrow's a new day. I'm going to wake up and journal out and set my intentions for the day and figure out how to, you know, de-stress from the day before. How can I make this day better? And so it's really, really crucial that you understand that if you want to grow your mindset, it's a you thing. No one's going to hold your hand through it. No one is going to hold you accountable for your growth mindset. You got to hold yourself accountable to your growth mindset and you have to really really reflect and think with the intentions of my thoughts are just the stories my mind is creating but the thing is you are the creator of your mind it's you you're saying these thoughts in your head those thoughts become the emotions the emotions become the reactions and if you just realize that you have the power to switch the thoughts that are coming out of your brain, that then switch your emotions, that then switch your reactions, it's the most empowering thing. The other day I was driving and I was thinking about something I don't even remember, but I remember I stopped the negative thought. I was getting frustrated about something and I was like, Allie, no, stop. This is not helping you find the solution. What could you think about to help you find the solution? And then I started thinking of, okay, I was frustrated. Let's say, for example, I was frustrated from work um, that the students were just being too chatty and I had to keep stopping throughout the lesson. And I'm thinking to myself, 
you know, I'm just so tired. These kids don't get how hard I work. They don't care. They don't respect me. And how can I then be like, no, that's not it. Uh, you're just stressed right now. How could you help yourself in this situation for tomorrow? How could you help manage your classroom better? And so the next day I was like thinking on the train, I was like, okay, how can I make this better? And I realized maybe if I am starting to get frustrated, just like taking a deep breath and actually pausing the class and doing it with them. Whenever we transition into like a new activity in my class, we always take a deep breath. We're like, okay, we're done taking notes. Now we're going to be doing some group work. Here are your directions, right? It's a nice pause, right? So whenever the class is getting too chatty, I always tell my classes, okay, guys, hold on. We're being a little loud. Let's bring it down. Take a deep breath with me. <sighs> deep breath out. Let's refocus. It's time to refocus. You guys aren't with me right now. And I need you guys to be with me so we can continue our lesson, okay? Right. So they understand that they need to focus in and we're all in this together instead of being like, you guys are testing my patience. You guys aren't listening. You're being disrespectful Right, talking down to them. Right. If we kind of just we all need to refocus right now. And then get back on the task. It's helped. It has helped. I tried that last week and being more vocal about when students are doing the correct things, like when they're on task and, you know, verbally rewarding them saying like, good job. I'm so glad you're working so hard. You guys are so focused right now. Thank you so much for being so focused today. We're killing it today. This lesson is amazing because you guys are doing so, you know, great verbally saying things like that and encouraging students to stay motivated. Right. So when I had that moment of driving home, I stopped the negative thought and I was like, no, this isn't going to help me find solutions. What can I do? What can I think about to help me find solutions? And that's growth. Because I could have just sat in that car and be like, I hate teaching. This is the worst year ever. And just complained and not find a solution. You have all the control of your mind, all of the control that you need. Remember that. All right, friends. So let's get into the topic of today's episode. Today's episode is all about not taking things personally, right? It's not you, it's them most of the time. And I have been reading, I actually finished reading and I want to go through it with you guys. Lori Harder's book, A Tribe Called Bliss. Again, her podcast, Earn Your Happy, is one of my favorite podcasts. And it's one of the reasons I started a mindfulness podcast was because of hers. And I finally read her book, A Tribe Called Bliss, which is a self-development book about you reconnecting with your soul and also reconnecting in relationships and finding bliss and happiness in your mindset and your relationships, especially with your friends and family. And I was reading chapter 10 in her book, and it's called Don't Take It Personally. And it's all about realizing People's reactions to you don't have anything to do with you. It has to do with them. And she also has a wonderful, they call, she calls them soul assignments in her book. And they're wonderful journal prompts I want to share with you to kind of get through the fear of the judgment of others. And I'm going to go through my process and what I wrote down in that journal prompt because it really helped me, you know, align with what I want to do and kind of like go with the fear of what other people are going to think. So, don't take things personally, I know is definitely easier said than done. Because us as 
humans, we care what people think about us. It's natural. It's okay to, to let what people think about you take an effect on you. It's normal. It happens. But things can take an effect on you, but it doesn't mean it has to completely control you. And I think not taking things personally definitely comes with age, right? The older you get, the more you realize like, oh, everyone's more just concerned with themselves. They don't really care about what you're actually doing. It's more what they're actually doing. And I realized this, especially in this school year, where I used to take teaching very personally. Like if kids didn't like the lesson, I was like, wow, I'm a terrible teacher. I should just quit. What am I doing here? And now this year, if kids aren't really enthusiastic about the lesson, but, you know, we get it done, but it wasn't like, oh, like everyone was so engaged and ready to go and, you know, life-changing lesson, I remind myself that I'm teaching during a pandemic. And when kids are unenthused or unmotivated to be doing a classroom activity, it's not because they don't like me. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's not like they think I'm a terrible teacher or that I don't know what I'm doing. And I realize I get my answers of what's going on, you know, when you talk to them. And I, I noticed one of my students in one of my classes was very disengaged uh, most of the week, not raising his hand, you know, not really, you know, I always say hi to my students when they come into the door and he doesn't really say hi, just like, hey, whatever, just like, you know, nods his head. And he's just been super quiet. So when the kids had, you know, free time, they were doing independent work, I was walking around, I went over to him and I was like, hey, like, are you okay? This week you seem a little off. You know, you've been really quiet. You seem really tired. Is everything okay? And he was like, yeah, I'm just like a little tired. I was like, oh, why are you tired? Are you going to sleep late? And he goes, yeah, I've been going to sleep at at 3 a.m. And I was like, 3 a.m.? What are you doing? (laughs) Why are you playing video games? Are you on your phone? You know, what's happening? And he goes, yeah, I'm on my phone. But like, I put it away, but then my brain like doesn't turn off. I realized that that happens with a lot of my kids. When they stay up late, they tell me their brain doesn't turn off. And I think it really has to do with a lot like their generation, their Gen Z, a lot of them, and they just grew up with technology. So their mind is always constantly like on because they're always within, you know, technology and social media and their brain has to be on where there's no like downtime, you know, being away from technology. And I was like, oh, like, why does your brain turn off? Are you like anxious or nervous about anything? And he was like, no, not really. But, you know, the school year is, you know, he's in sixth grade. So this is the first year of middle school. So that's like a lot. And, you know, I just had a conversation with him and we talked about going to sleep a little bit earlier, putting our phone away earlier, um, making sure like the room is super dark and making sure that, you know, a little bit of sleep routines can help. And if your brain's, you know, not being quiet, like a countdown that I do, that helps me. And I realized that he wasn't unenthused during the lesson because he doesn't like me or he hates social studies or the lesson wasn't good. The boy was tired because of his own personal things. It wasn't me. It's not me. And opening up a conversation with that person and realizing what was happening and then actually helping that person through something was like the best thing. And also now when he is quiet some days, I don't really harp him on it because I know he's just probably tired and I'll just let him be as long as he's doing his work, you know, whatever, let him be. And that's the thing, even with adults, don't take things 
personally. Most of the time people make negative comments towards you is because something is going on internally in their own way. And I know it's really hard to think about in the moment, but that is the reality of it. So here's another example. Um, I used to be super close with a friend that I that I work with and we'd go on vacations, we would always go out together. And, you know, she had her own sort of negative things going on. She complained a lot. Um, no man was ever good enough for her. We would have to leave, you know, when we were out at places, we would have to leave because there's no good looking men. And, you know, she would you know, sometimes bashed my personality, saying I'm too loud, I'm the center of attention, I always take control of conversations. And I remember I was at the breaking point of our friendship and I sat down, I spoke with her and I was like, you can't like my personality some days and then other days not like my personality. And she was telling me that she says like I'm the center of attention and, you know, take control of conversations because it's intimidating to her. She's more on the shy side and she's more reserved. So if I'm talking in the conversation, she feels like she can't get a word in. And she said she's very insecure about that because she knows she's quiet and she doesn't really know how to start conversations with people and things like that. So it wasn't me. It was her being insecure that she's a little shy and reserved. So women who are not as reserved and are more loud and do, you know, hold conversations with people or just more personable and sociable and whatever, you know, more extroverted than introverted. Um, so she decided to, you know, raise her insecurity and bash me. So then I feel insecure about my personality we're not friends anymore because I realized that relationship was not um, useful and helpful and healthy for my life. And so I realized, because that wasn't the first time that was said to me. I've been told multiple times, multiple occasions that I'm a loud person. And I remember it used to hit me a lot and I'm like, you know, maybe I shouldn't be so loud. Oh, like I'm so obnoxious. I need to be quiet. And that's just not my personality. And, but I would feel really insecure. Like after like I went out with people and I was like, oh my God, was I too loud? Did I hold on to the conversation? Was I the center of attention? Like I would think about that stuff. And then I realized that people said that because of the similar situation of what my friend said, that they're more reserved or, you know, they're insecure or is a little intimidating. And I'm like, but that's their problem. And I'm not loud, meaning like, you know, carrying on and stuff. I just have, I have a, I'm a teacher. I have a loud talking voice and I'm very passionate and I enjoy having fun and laughing with people and just having a good time. Why do I need to hide that personality? Because people are too shy. Why do I need to lessen myself? Because other people are too shy that's their own thing that they need to work through. Cause I'm also, I can be a shy person if I don't know people right away, but I don't go up to someone and be like, you know, you're really loud. I didn't really appreciate it. And you took away from my conversation and uh, you know, whatever that it may be. So if people are judging you on your personality, it's most likely because they want your personality. That's been my, my, you know, experience in that area. And I 
enjoy my personality and I like being loud and I also loved I you know I perf I was in musicals and I performed I like singing so I my personality is like that stage personality and I don't want to hide that or you know make myself less of myself that's when I'm happy so people are going to say things to you and judge you maybe for your appearance, maybe for your personality, maybe for your relationship, maybe for what your passion or your career is or your hobbies or whatever that it is. And people say judgmental things because they want what you have, or at least the confidence that you have to do what they want to do. Don't take things personally. Let's say you're on an interview for a job and they said you're just not fit for the company. That's not you. It's them. Maybe you didn't fit in their company and that's probably for the better. Okay. It was their company not needing you. Okay. That means there's, that doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. That means you just didn't match up with that company. Okay. If someone breaks up with you. Okay. Everyone even says, it's not you, it's me. But they, a lot of them really do mean it's not you, it's me. Maybe they have commitment issues. Maybe they have things they got to work out or whatever. There's nothing wrong with you. Judgment and rejection doesn't mean something is wrong with you. Judgment and rejection means that the universe is clearing the path for you. <laughs> okay? So when you get rejected... It's usually because there's something going on with that company or that person that doesn't align with you. See ya. If you're going to get judged on something, people love to judge because it makes them feel superior. And I, I remember I talked about this in one of my, my earlier episodes. It was do not justify judgment. And people judge because misery loves company. People that are miserable love to spread misery. If they're not happy, no one's allowed to be happy. And they judge. And it's it's really sad that we do that as humans because we really when we judge someone so hard, we really deflate someone's amazing passion. I can't even tell you the things I see on social media and comments of judgmental, nasty people. And you know what? They're not even brave enough to have an avatar, you know, or a picture, some bot or whatever. And that really kills the morale for people's passions. Some people really enjoy making TikToks and dancing on TikToks or cooking on TikToks or making funny TikToks. Some people really enjoy, you know, vlogging their life on YouTube. Some people really enjoy, you know, helping people using podcasts. Some people really enjoy having book clubs and sharing what they loved about books. Some people love drawing. Some people love to sing and create music. Some people love to build things and play video games. Why, why judge someone on their passion? Right? It's, it's because someone is insecure with themselves. And I always think to myself, never take judgment from someone who is less successful from either where you are right now or where you want to be, okay? Never accept judgment from someone who is less successful than you. Because there's a reason they're doing that. They wish they were in your spot. They wish they had your career. They wish they had your skill set. They wish 
you know, they had your networking skills. They wish they had your personality. They wish they, you, you know, they had your life. So when people are mean and nasty, it's because you got something great going on. It really is. Tale as old as time. And I even let some judgment of creating merch actually pause me for a second. And I remember sharing with people that, you know, I want to create merchandise for my podcast. And someone said the comment of, do you even have enough followers or listeners to even make money off merch? Do even enough people listen that they're going to buy your merch? And I was like, yeah, I, I think so. And even if not, I think just like it's a cool thing to try. It's a cool avenue I want to see and explore. Because the podcast that I love listening to, they did it and it was like really good for them. And I want to try it for mine. And if I fail at it, okay, maybe I wasn't meant to make merchandise. But the fact that they said, do you even have enough followers to do that? Oh, I'm sorry. What are you doing with your life? That's so great. You know, it's one of those, you know what I mean? And I was just so taken aback because I'm just like, I want to try something. What's wrong with trying? And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. And I made sure the plan I set in place for creating merchandise was the cheapest option. So if it doesn't work out, I'm not losing any money. But yeah, do you even have enough followers or people to even buy the merchandise? I'm just like, what? Why? Why do you got to be so discouraging? Why couldn't you say, wow, you know what? That sounds really cool. When you make some, let me know because I would love to have a sweatshirt. That could have been a reaction. Some people have reacted that way and said, that's such a cool idea. When you start making it, I can't wait to have like one of the first um, sweatshirts or whatever that I'm going to make. And it's crazy because every I had a lot of good reactions to that, but that one bad reaction deflated me. And I was like, do I have enough followers? Is this a good idea? Does my podcast actually make an impact? I'm, am I doing this for nothing? Like, am I even credible? Like, you know what I mean? You go down that, that self-doubt spiral because of that one comment. And the person who made that comment is not in a good place right now and has not, not a lot of things going on in their life. And they, they've expressed that to me saying, you know, I feel kind of stuck. I don't really know what I want to do right now. I'm kind of bored with life, all the things. So when that person said that comment, it, it did make sense. I was like, oh, okay. You know, that's where that's coming from. Uh, but it still hurts when you, even though you know where it's coming from, you know, it still hurts when the person says that we don't need that kind of negativity in, we don't need that hate. It's just so deflating. Why deflate someone's passion or excitement? And you know what? You know how many students in my class, they love to draw and they're really talented in it. But I told them, I was like, listen, your drawings are amazing and you have such a talent with it. They are obviously allowed to draw in homeroom and they love showing me their pictures. Um, one of the students even creates like, you know, stop motion videos and he shows me the videos that he makes. It's so encouraging. It's wonderful that they're so creative. And if sometimes I catch them drawing in my class while I'm teaching and I always tell them, I was like, I know you're amazing at drawing, right? But remember we made a deal that you can draw during homeroom or if we have like extra free time in class. But right now I created a lesson for you 
And I feel a little bit disrespected if you're drawing while I'm teaching because I created this lesson for you because I want you to, you know, be successful and learn and, you know, all the things. Instead of being the teacher of saying, put that, you know, put that away, you know, drawing's not going to get you anywhere or whatever. Like, don't deflate the dream. Just, you know, be respectful of one another and say, hey, remember, we don't draw while I'm teaching. We can draw later. We can draw in homeroom. You can show me your drawing later. You know, you can draw during lunch, you know, whatever. Still, you know, encouraging the hobby, but not deflating the dream. You know, when they're doing the hobby, when they're not supposed to, right? when they're supposed to be in class. And so whenever, when anyone tells me an idea they have, I always start with positivity and encouragement. And then if maybe it's not a great idea and I do see something maybe wrong with it, I would be like, Oh, that's an amazing idea. That's so great that you um, created that. But like, what's your plan for it? Do you need help planning? Or I'll be like, hey, like I saw someone do that before and these are the mistakes that they made and I don't want you to make those same mistakes. Here's like what they learned from it. You know, be encouraging. And all your ideas, okay, and all your passions, some ideas are not going to be great ideas, but that's okay because we learn, <laughs> right? And we learn from experience. So even if it's not the best idea, it's still okay to try it and see if it works because you never know unless you try it. When I started a podcast, like it's it, when I started, you know, actually it's going to be a year this week when I post it, which I'm so excited for because it's been a whole year. But, you know, everyone's like, oh, a podcast is so saturated. Everyone does podcasts now. Like, you know, that's what everyone said when I was starting it but I was like I don't care like even if the the podcast realm is saturated I'm I still want to like just share things with people and if people like it they like it if they don't they don't I mean I this is free I'm making this for free <laughs> it's free content so it doesn't matter I want to at least try and I'm really I'm really happy that I did I'm really happy that I did so I know a lot of people maybe mean well when they kind of deflate your dreams but there's a difference between being cautious and like, you know, deflating the dream because of caution or deflating the dream because of pure judgment. Really. Don't let what people say get to you because don't take it personally. It's not you. It's most likely them. And so I want to share with you guys. Um, some journal prompts or soul assignment from Lori Harder's book, A Tribe Called Bliss. It's chapter 10, page 125. So if you have your journal with you, your pen and paper, your phone, wherever you do your journaling, here's some of the journal prompts she has to help you get through this judgment. Step one is, this is the journal prompt. So journal prompt number one. What is something you've held off on doing because you fear you'll be judged for it? Journal prompt number two. How are you going to let go and work through the feelings of judgment of others and move forward on this action? Journal prompt number three. What is something you are taking personal and is taking all of your energy away? Journal prompt number four, in order to work at not taking this personally, I will. And then you fill in the blank. So if you want to try any of those prompts, they really help me through it. 
this judgment area and I'm actually taking out my journal right now because I want to share with you guys the outcome of that. So let me just get to it real quick because it really helped open up my mind to how judgment may or may not affect me in what I'm doing. And here we go. So the first journal prompt was, what is something you held off because the fear of judgment? I wrote, I'm holding off going to make merch for my podcast. I'm going to work through the feelings by exploring failure. I found a website I can try for free to make merch. I want to explore how I can grow my podcast. Take the leap. I'm going to ask my friend to make a logo. Something that I'm taking very personally right now is teaching. I feel like I was mastering my craft and then the pandemic happened and I've lost all motivation to create fun lessons. And I feel like my students aren't getting the best of me. In order to work past this, I will say daily affirmations. I am a good teacher. I will always try my best to show up for my students. I'm gonna go into the workday with the best intentions. The pandemic has affected us. It's not me. So those were the answers to the journal prompts of what, what's my big fear right now? I'm afraid of being judged is creating merch. And what am I going to do? What are the steps I'm going to take to get past that judgment? And then what am I taking really personally right now? And how can I grow past um, taking things personally? And those were my answers. Because taking things personally really halts us to getting to our highest self or getting to our purpose or our service because people's comments are holding us back. But here's the thing, people, everyone is living their own life, okay? You gotta live your own life. You're paying your own bills, you're doing your own thing, you're doing your own hobbies, your own passion. It's your life. I cannot express this enough that this life you're living is yours. And please do not let anyone take control of that, of their little comments at a family dinner, their little comments on social media, their comments, you know, at friend brunches and things like that. People say negative things or discouraging things because they're upset where they are. It has nothing to do with you and everything to do with them. Okay, my growth mindset gang, take the leap launch the podcast, launch the YouTube channel, launch the Etsy site, launch the TikTok page, okay? Try and find a new job if you're not happy where you are, right? Take the leap in your relationship. Whatever you're holding back because you're fearing of judgment, take it away. It's your life. People are going to judge you no matter what. That's the thing. People are going to always have something to say. So are you going to let someone always have something to say to stop you from living the life you want and finding bliss and happiness in it? I don't think so. I don't want you to. So you are amazing. You are powerful. You are the creator, you're the author, and the editor of your story. And always remember that. 
All right, my growth mindset gang, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode as much as I did creating it. Make sure to please to follow me on Spotify, share this episode on your stories. Make sure you send this episode to any friends or family that would enjoy it. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. There is going to be a poll in the show notes about merchandise. So if you want to take a couple minutes to answer the poll, I'd be greatly, greatly appreciative of it. Have a wonderful Mindful Monday. I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Thank you.